It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, what up, what up, what up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Thursday, August 29th, 2019. Your boy Q here with you. As always, you can find me on Twitter at your boy Q254. You can always hit me up on that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Coming up on today's episode in segment number three, going to have those calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And uh, got some really good ones that I want to get to, some about hard knocks, some about training camp MVPs, some about just the regular season, what to expect from the Oakland Raiders. So that's some real good stuff coming up in segment number three. Segment number two today, got another call in the off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I actually got a couple of them from Raider Al in Georgia, but his call was so good and pointed out so many good points. And it was a short call. It wasn't a long call, but it had so many good points in it. I wanted to just kind of uh, put that in segment number two alone and just talk about the different points that Raider Al brought up. So in segment number two, you're going to hear from your brother, Raider Al from Georgia, Segment number two, a couple good calls, and I want to speak on what he has to say. Here in segment number one, you know I always like to do the news and notes of the day. And look, there's not really a lot of news and notes. What there is is a preseason game number four going on tonight, the final preseason game of the season for the Raiders. And then they'll be able to focus their attention on, well, trimming down the roster to 53 from 90. That has to be done by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. on the West Coast. But more importantly, then they turn their attention to the Denver Broncos, September 9th, Monday Night Football, Oakland Coliseum, first regular season game of the year, the ones that really matter, the games that you'll get to see, A.B., you'll get to see Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, everyone that you've been wanting to see, you're going to get to see that Monday night to kick off the regular season. going to be a lot of fun. So the question is, what could be had tonight in preseason game number four? You know, preseason game number three is traditionally the dress rehearsal, which we all know how I feel about preseason game number three that was played in Canada. It definitely was not a dress rehearsal. It actually did the, the people in Canada a disservice. The NFL should give them back their money, but that's a whole other conversation. not even going to get involved in that one right now. But what could you look for? What should you look for in tonight's game? A lot of spots on the roster, in my opinion, already solidified. A lot of guys already earned their spot, but one primary position that is really need to be a paid attention to in tonight's game Mike Glennon versus Nate Peterman who's going to be the primary backup to Derek Carr or are the Raiders going to carry three quarterbacks I've said it multiple times I don't think the Raiders need to carry three backups I think or three quarterbacks in general they have enough talent on this roster as far as guys on defense guys on offense guys that you feel like could uh, contribute to the team that I would hate to see them waste an extra spot on a quarterback that to be honest about it if Derek Carr gets hurt you're probably in trouble anyway You know what I mean? So Mike Glennon versus Nate Peterman. I would like to see one of these guys take full control of that backup quarterback position. Again, Mike Glennon, you know what he is. You know who Mike Glennon is. You know he's not going to dazzle you. He's not going to be a guy who's going to run around and keep plays alive. He's not going to throw the ball around the yard with with, uh, precision that's just going to make you just ooh and ah. He's not that guy. He's just a guy who is a veteran, who if he has to come in for a few plays or maybe a quarter or maybe even a half of a game, maybe can steer the ship and get things done. But if you have to go to him for a long time, you know you're in trouble. Then again, if you have to go to Nate Peterman for a long time, you're probably in trouble anyway. But you kind of know who Mike Glennon is. 
He's been on multiple teams. He's been in the league. Tampa Bay. He was a member of the Cardinals. He was a member of, of the Chicago Bears. Everywhere he's gone, he's got beaten out by someone younger. Now there's an opportunity. It looks like he might get beaten out by someone younger in the backup quarterback position in Nate Peterman. Again, knowing what Mike Glennon is, you kind of don't have an idea of who Nate Peterman is. And it's funny that I'm even talking about Nate Peterman being in this kind of position because after his performance in Buffalo against the Chargers where he threw those five interceptions in one half, I just knew that his NFL career was basically donezo. And I think the rest of the league felt the same way. John Gruden took a chance, signed him. I made a big joke of it like, man, Nate Peterman ain't going to do nothing. Then my, uh, then uh, John Gruden came out during training camp and said, I kind of like this Peterman guy. Matter of fact, it was OTAs. And I know the national media ran with it, and I thought, oh, no big deal. The guy ain't going to even get off the practice squad. Well, here we are. Staring, staring the regular season in the face, and we're talking about Nate Peterman possibly being the backup quarterback of Derek Carr with the Oakland Raiders. Very, very interesting. Nate Peterman, to his credit, can keep plays alive with his feet. If he has confidence, he can throw the ball around the yard. He's got a strong arm. You saw what he did at the end of the game versus Green Bay, the preseason game number three. Again, it's preseason game number three, and guys that you're going to be going up against all the time aren't in the game. But still, you see that he can make plays when he's confident. The problem is that Nate Peterman, after that five-interception performance in one half, doesn't have a whole lot of confidence. I think John Gruden's trying to coach that up. Uh, We talked about it after Hard Knocks, talked about it on Wednesday's show, that it really looks like John Gruden likes him, has a soft spot for uh, Nate Peterman. It seems like John Gruden is pushing this guy to take his game to the next level. So it looks like Nate Peterman probably is in the lead, but tonight is the night that he can solidify that spot. Can he get a stranglehold on it? Can he put it in a chokehold and take it? Can he go ahead and see that job, go out there, grab it with his hands, and take it? If you remember, back to Derek Carr's rookie year, This is the game when he solidified his spot as not the backup, but the starter. Remember, Matt Schaub was brought in on a free agent deal. They made a move for him. Remember, he was a Texans quarterback. Big Reggie went out, traded for him, brought him in, gave him a deal, and then boom. All of a sudden, this rookie, Derek Carr, this second-round rookie, comes and steals his job in preseason game number four, and he ain't never looked back since. So games can be won. Positions can be won in tonight's game. It doesn't happen very often, but it can happen, and it happened for Derek Carr couple more guys that I want you to be on the lookout for tonight. I think P.J. Hall, second-round draft pick out of Sam Houston State in 2018, I think he has to have a pretty good game tonight to be able to solidify his spot because I think he's uh, walking on thin ice right now. I don't know if P.J. Hall is going to be a happy dude on Saturday when they have the cutdowns. I really don't. I just don't know if the Raiders have seen enough from him or if they just see him injured all the time. So that's one guy that I'd like to point out that you really need to pay attention to. Another guy who I don't know unless he just has a two or three interception performance that may not be able to even get his spot back is Nick Nelson. Talked about him quite a bit after preseason game number three. He was getting burned. He got burned against the Cardinals in preseason game number two. I think Nick Nelson is is basically looking for a new spot. He's one of those guys, I think, in my opinion, that that John Green was saying need to sharpen up their resume. I think he's a guy that's going to go out there and he's, uh, he's trying to sharpen up his resume and basically go out there and perform for the rest of the league. I don't think that Nick Nelson, there's anything he could do to get his roster spot back. I just don't. Keyshawn Nixon stole that spot I would be very shocked to see him play. If he does play, I'd, I'd be shocked to see him play very long. I think they want to. I think they like what they have in Keyshawn Nixon, and they plan on keeping him around. So I expect to see a lot of Nick Nelson, very little Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, one other position that I really want to concentrate on while I'm watching preseason game number four tonight is the offensive line. Who are going to be the guys? Who are going to be the guys that could fill in for Gabe Jackson while he's out? Who could be the guys that could fill in for Richie Incognito while he's suspended the first two weeks of the season? Who are the guys that could be the backup to those guys? You know, is there enough depth along that offensive line? Because that could be one of those positions. If the O-line goes down in 28-19, if the O-line goes down in 2019, then Derek Carr could be in trouble. He's got a nice uh, allotment of, of weapons around him, but if he can't get the ball out of his hand, if he didn't have the time to get the ball out of his hand, if he can't establish a run game, it's really not going to matter. So, you know, who's going to end up being the, the depth there at the offensive line? Who's going to be the guys that are going to fill in the positions while Gabe Jackson's out and Richie Incognito's out? And... Andre James from UCLA, he's a guy who is a tackle, who's been switched to center. Is he going to stick around? Is he going to be a guy that's going to hold down a spot? Are they going to put him on the practice squad? Is he a guy that could possibly make Rodney Hudson, the hashtag pay Rodney Hudson, can he make Rodney Hudson expendable? I'm hoping not. I really want to see Rodney Hudson around for the long haul, but... If the Raiders are trying to start doing things like the Patriots, that would be a very Patriot-like move. 
You know, move on from the guy that's going to be the high-dollar center and bring in a guy that was undrafted and switch him from tackle to center and, and, and keep things going. You know, that that's a very Patriot-like move. So a lot of calls we've gotten on the podcast have been, are the Raiders going in the Patriot-type direction as far as the front office goes? If they are, that's something that you might see, and that's something that could very well happen. So the offensive line is something I'm going to be paying attention to in tonight's game. And also, Marcel Aitman, the guy that I really gave him the business after I saw Hard Knocks on Tuesday night, couldn't believe that he was talking to Derek Carr the way he was, talking about he's going to switch it on during the game and don't have to practice like that and don't have to go hard and practice because, well, it's just practice, it's not a game. Nah, you're not that dude. You are not that dude. Uh, he's going to be out there. I expect him to be out there a lot. I expect to see Rico Gafford out there a lot, Keon Hatcher out there a lot. And now this one guy is very interesting to me, DeMornay Pearson L. He's a guy that I've pretty much given no chance to make the roster. But you know, there is a, a way he could make the roster. He could absolutely make it, and maybe a guy like Ryan Grant and J.J. Nelson both don't make the roster. And this is why I say this. Before someone burns me and someone calls me and rips me because I'm a hater of of J.J. Nelson and Ryan Grant, which I I know someone's going to say anyway, think about this. D. Mornay Pearson L. showed a little bit of wiggle room as far as special teams goes as well. He he made a nice little return in preseason game number three against the Packers. Looked pretty good. Made some nice little catches. So if he could provide special teams and be a wide receiver, he might be a more valuable type guy to hold on to not saying he's a better player than Ryan Grant or JJ Nelson saying he might be more valuable to the team moving forward so that's a guy that I'd like to put a little highlighter above or just kind of circle his name and say you know what watch out for number nine he might actually find a way to wiggle onto the the roster but it would be because he has the ability to play special teams as well so that's a a guy to kind of pay attention to and then one more guy that I want to focus on will Brandon Marshall linebacker Brandon Marshall will he play tonight that's going to be a question because he played quite a bit in preseason game number three. You didn't see Vontez Burford out there. You didn't see Tahir Whitehead out there. If you see Brandon Marshall out there, that's not a red flag, but that's a big question mark. How secure is his job? Are the Raiders seeing stuff from guys like Jason Cabinda, Nicholas Morrow? Are, are they seeing enough out of guys like that to say, you know what, Brandon Marshall might not be someone that we need on this roster? That's something else to pay attention to. So there's not a whole lot to take away from preseason game number four. Obviously, it doesn't matter, dub or L. It really is not. It doesn't matter at all. If they go 4-0 and in the preseason, great. If they go 3-1, and that's great too. Just want to get to the regular season, get there really healthy, your main dudes healthy, so you're not going to see your main dudes tonight. But – The guys I pointed out, what are they going to do? Will any of these guys step up and steal jobs? Will any of these guys step up and do what Derek Carr did his rookie year, which was not only just try to compete for the job, but take the job? I want to see some of these guys go out and take jobs. That's what you, if you want to be on the roster, go on and take it. Go on and get it. Like I always say, if you put me in a room, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Like I told my, my, my program director when he first gave me the opportunity to be on ESPN Central Texas, do you think you could hang with those guys? I said, man, you put me in the room, I'll, be, I'll do the rest. Just let me get me in the door. That's all I'm asking. You get me in the door, I'll do the rest. And uh, seven years later, I'm still doing the rest. I know some people probably on the staff don't like that I'm still doing the rest, but it is what it is. You let a hungry dude in the room, he's going to keep eating, right? <laughs> exactly right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes down tonight. I'm pretty excited about the game just for the reasons that I pointed out. And plus, I'm excited to get the preseason over with. Coming up in segment number two, Raider Al in Georgia. He had a couple calls, and his calls are really good, so I wanted to speak on that. That's coming up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about my bookie, mybookie.com. It is that time of year. Once the games start to matter, well, everyone wants to make some money, right? Then the bets start to matter. It's a new season. Obviously, Antonio Brown, he's a Raider. Le'Veon Bell, he's a Jet. Odell Beckham Jr., he's in Cleveland. And there's one thing that hasn't changed. Where all the roster things have changed, there's one thing that hasn't changed where people go and put their money down on the games. That's my bookie. My bookie, the place to bet on football every single weekend. My bookie has better bonuses, more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're going to host the first online handicap super contest. First place is guaranteed to check this out to win at least 100 thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars good lord that's a lot of money and it only costs a hundred dollars to enter all you gotta do is pick five nfl games against the spread every single week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool that's awesome you want to start an account with my bookie you should up to a thousand dollars for your first deposit bonus matter of fact you could double your first deposit visit my bookie online today that's my bookie don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account and you'll claim your bonus Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Bet, win, and get paid from my bookie. 
What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Q. I want to take a minute here to introduce you to another Raiders podcast that you're going to love. Yeah, that's right. Another Raiders podcast, and I guarantee you're going to love it. It's called Vegas Nation, and you can find it wherever you're listening to this show right now. On each and every episode of Vegas Nation, reporters and staff from the Las Vegas Review-Journal will break down the latest in all things silver and black, and on top of that, they have a ton of fun doing it. These people know exactly what they're talking about, not just because they eat, sleep, and breathe Raiders football, but because they're out there talking to the players, coaches, and other members of the organization. They're physically on the ground in Oakland, in Vegas, and anywhere else the Raiders news is going down to bring you the latest and the greatest. I'm here for you with the Dose of Raiders content every single day right here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, but if you want even more Raiders in your life, and I know you do, go subscribe to the Vegas Nation podcast right now. All you got to do is search Vegas Nation wherever you're listening to this, Hit subscribe, and it'll be there waiting for you when you finish today's episode. Now, enjoy the show. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Locked On Raiders podcast, segment number two of today's episode, Thursday, August 29th, 2019, game night. Game night, the last Thursday night game, well, at least for the regular season, but just the last game of the preseason. Thank goodness it's almost over. Be glad when it is. Please believe that. Everyone just get out of there healthy and get ready to get to the regular season. I told you before I went to break that I was going to have a couple calls from Raider Al in Georgia here in this segment because I thought he had a couple of really good calls. Uh, one that was really good in particular. The other one's kind of funny, but the first one is really, really good from a couple days ago, and I wanted to make sure I got it in there and really had time to expand on what he said because he touched on some really good things in a very short amount of time. So here he is right here. Let me just go ahead and jump right into the call. Raider Al in Georgia calling to speak on training camp MVPs, where the Raiders' season will be won, and lost that. And then he ends it with Antonio Brown. Here he is. Raider Al out of Georgia. Q. Q Pop. What's going on, brother? Raider Al from Georgia. What's up, Raider Nation? Hey, Q. I heard somebody mention MVPs of the preseason. I did someone hear, I did hear someone say John Gruden. I'm going to say John Gruden and Mike Mayock. For the simple fact, with all the stuff we had going on, with hard knocks, with Antonio Brown and all that stuff, they kept us focused. Even though it's only preseason, I'd rather look good in preseason than bad in preseason. We have something to build on. Also, I think the key to our season is going to be the offensive line and the defensive line. We got the players in place. But the offensive line, they're going to have to protect Derek Carr. The defensive line going to have to get a push on that quarterback because we cannot go through another season with 13 sacks. Because the longer he has to throw, it's hard for the, for the defensive backs to cover if he got seven seconds to throw. Also, on Antonio Brown, the smartest man in the room, brother. Him and his agents, they straight businessmen. We was all killing him about that helmet and the feet and all that crap, and I was one of the ones killing him. But you know something? What's the end result? He getting paid. Raider out. Out. Now, I know you're probably thinking right now, like, that wasn't no big deal, Q. That wasn't no major, massive phone call, and it wasn't. It was a really short call from Raider Allen, Georgia, but in a very short amount of words, he brought up some really, really good points. And we're talking about training camp MVPs. Gruden and Mayock have done a hell of a job. I mean, you really got to think about a hell of a job they've been doing. I've been running and wrestling through my mind about different things that they have done. I thought about the roster that they had in 2018, the roster that the Raiders had in 2018, and I know that Mayock wasn't there for that. I know he didn't get there till uh, January, but still, Think about this, Raider Nation. Look at the roster. If you just go back and just go over the names, go over the. I'm not going to do it. I looked at it on Wednesday evening. I looked at it and I just kind of shook my head at some of the guys, some of the names that were on there. I was thinking, are you kidding me? I mean, think about this. Remember the the White Tiger? <laughs> Remember Martavis Bryant? He was the guy that everyone thought, oh, man, he could be a really good compliment with uh, Amari Cooper and Seth Roberts. And, oh, man, that could be a really good wide receiver core. And Jordy Nelson. I mean, think about that. And I don't want to disrespect Jordy Nelson, but, man, he's old. He's an older dude, and, and I know Gruden likes a lot of veterans, but he just doesn't have the juice. He doesn't have the go. Look at the Raiders roster right now and all the juice that they got. And, of course, Antonio Brown brings a lot of that juice, but he also brings a lot of the, the headache, a lot of the drama. And look how the Raiders have been able to navigate it. Regardless of 
what you think and how you think that Mike Mayock came out and gave him his little ultimatum all in or, or not, you know, either all in or all out, regardless of how you think that that came about, if you think that was just Mike Mayock fed up or if that was something that was calculated between Gruden and Mayock, which is what I believe, they still worked it perfectly because ultimately Antonio Brown ended up in camp. Antonio Brown ended up with a helmet. Antonio Brown ended up with a, a endorsement deal and he's all good now. His feet are all good. His helmet's all good. The Raiders are tweeting out videos of him and Derek Carr hooking up. He's going to all these games, even though he's not playing in them, and he's you know showing the fans a lot of love. You can see the excitement in his face. You can see the excitement on John Gruden's face just to get him out there ready to rock and roll. I mean, things are going good as far as the personnel goes. That's just one hurdle that they've overcame. So when Raider Al's talking about training camp MVPs, all the distractions, think about this. They went to Canada. Hard Knocks showed us on Tuesday night they weren't worried about that field. Maybe they should have been a little concerned about that field, but they weren't. They were just like, hey, let's get out there and play. You know, John Gruden made the point in the locker room of, I don't care where we play. I don't care if we, it's a 180-yard field, if it's an 80-yard field, if it's got holes in it. We're going to go out there and dominate. They have set a tone. They have set an expectation for the Raiders. They have set a, a training camp tone. Brinson Buckner, defensive line coach, he set a tone. These guys aren't playing around. These guys aren't sitting there trying to say, well, We'll be a good team when we get to Vegas. No, they want to win now. And I'm not saying that that's going to turn into 10, 11, 12 wins. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying their expectations are a lot different than they were in 2018. Absolutely right. They have done a great job of navigating through all the things that could be possible distractions. They've done a good job with Hard Knocks, even though a lot of the national folks are mad because they thought that they were going to see the Raiders look like hell. It looked like a, a joke on TV. Oh, my God, they got Richie Incognito, Antonio Brown, Vontez Burfitt. They're going to be such a mess, such a disaster on TV. And it hasn't been that way, and it's got some people saying, oh, the show's boring. No, the show's not boring because us Raider fans actually get to see a look behind the scenes of what is going on with the Raiders. And the Raiders are controlling the narrative. They're not allowing a lot of things to be seen, and that's fine. I don't need to see a guy get cut. I don't need it. I don't need to see that. I didn't need to see Chris Warren get cut because ultimately that's not what, what I'm there for. I'm there to see the guys that are playing and them, you know, get after it and make it happen. I didn't need to see them bring Ronald Ali into the into the office just to tell him, all right, you're out of there. You're, you're fired. <laughs> I didn't need to see that. And so they, they're not showing that. Yeah, we know about the, the cuts because we follow the team close enough, and that's all we need to know. They could have really handled this a differently, different way. They could have gone for, hey, we want to be the box office. We want to be the, the best show on TV. We really want to show uh, a big old mess and, and show coaches fighting with guys and show uh, training camp fights and all that. They're not doing any of that. They've really maintained and made it a pleasant show to watch. Again, I'm not a reality show TV guy, so a lot of the old lovey-dovey kumbaya stuff is not for me. I'd rather see the stuff that's going on the field. I'd rather see the stuff going on in the meeting rooms. I'd rather see, you know, stuff like that. Hear John Gruden talking to the team, hearing the team talk with each other. I like that kind of stuff. I don't need all the, you know, uh, riding a horseback in, in the wine vineyards. I don't need all that. Uh, I don't need I don't need uh, the Luke Wilson all around Canada part. And you know, what I mean, I, like I don't need all that. Uh, but I get it. I get it. It's all part of the part of the package. So you take the good with the bad. Uh, so that, that's fine. Antonio Brown with the fan mail and everything that he received. And they showed in, in episode number four. I don't need all that either. But again, it's not about what, what I need. It's just, it's just a fun show to watch and kind of get a good behind the scenes on what the Raiders got going on. Mentioned that the offensive line and defensive line have to be a lot better. That's right. Games are won and championships are won in the trenches. Again, not saying the Raiders are winning championships, but if your O-line can hold up and your O-line is solid, I mean, you saw what the Raiders did in 2016 when they had a very dominant offensive line, right? They were able to do some great things. All Derek Carr needs to be a really, really good quarterback, even an MVP-type quarterback, is time to get rid of the rock. That's what he needs. That's what he's shown. If they can do that, and he can use his legs a little bit to extend some plays, not worry about the broken leg that he had, just get that out of his mind and just go. Kind of be that Derek Carr he was. Remember that Saints game when he went up and over even though everyone got scared when he made that move? Yeah, he did that. He did that because he wasn't thinking about it. He can't think about his leg. He's just got to go out there and let loose. If he has a lot of protection, he'll be able to do that. So if the O-line is dominant, Derek Carr could be dominant. That means his weapons around him that John Gruden and Mike Mayock that I already mentioned brought in, they can be dominant. So, yeah, that, that's the offensive line has to be solid. And the defensive line, you're 100% right, cannot only get 13 sacks. They have to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. It doesn't matter if it comes from the tackle position, from the ends. It does not matter if the linebackers are blitzing, if safeties are blitzing. It doesn't matter 
who gets the quarterback to the ground. But what did Alex Davis said? The quarterback must hit the ground. He must hit the ground hard. They must do that. And now you got to do it without getting a penalty, and that's tough in 2019, but they have to do that. The quarterback must hit the ground. Patrick Mahomes cannot stand back there and uh, have all day to pick the Raiders apart because no matter how good the defensive backs are, Garyon Conley can be Deion Sanders if – Patrick Mahomes has all day to sit back there and throw the rock. He's going to do it, and he's going to find somebody open. Even Joe Flacco, if he has all day, he can complete passes. Phillip Rivers, if he has all day, you know he'll complete passes. I mean, I'm just going up and down the roster on the AFC West, let alone the rest of the league. Think about this. you got to play Aaron Rodgers sometime this year. you got to play Kirk Cousins sometime this year. Mitchell Trubisky, he can run around. I'm not saying he's going to dominate by throwing the ball, but he can, throw, he can run around the, the yard a little bit. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of, lot of quality players that the Raiders are going to be facing this year, and if they don't have no pressure on the quarterback, they're going to get picked apart. So, yeah, in the trenches is where it's going to matter. Absolutely 100% right, Raider Al. And then A.B. being an absolute businessman, yes. Yes and yes. Him and Drew Rosenhaus, they know exactly how to get paid. I will say, I think, listening to Drew Rosenhaus talk, I, I put his little, uh, about a minute of him talking about what Antonio Brown was going to do with his helmet and how he was about to get paid a lot of money. He does sound like a slimy character, but he's a super agent, and sometimes in that business, they're, they're slimy. Sometimes they're, the, the agents are slimy guys, so he kind of sounds like a slimy used car dealer, but he's getting his player paid, and obviously he's making money as well. So I just thought that that was a really good call, and I really just wanted to kind of highlight that. I really appreciate that from Raider Al. He also... Also had a call back real quick to tell a quick story about a t-shirt that he bought. Matter of fact, it was a t-shirt, the same one that I got the other day from Chase Raider out of Oklahoma, and I, I shouted him out. It was a really good-looking shirt. It says Locked On Raiders Podcast with your boy Q on the front. It says Al on the back. I mean, it's it's sharp. It's a really sharp shirt. I'll, I'll tweet it out, a picture of it out, uh, maybe a little bit later on this evening. But anyway, he had a quick story that he wanted to tell about it. I thought it was really cool. So here's Raider Al one more time. Q, Raider Al, calling back real quick. I just had a story that I thought was kind of funny. By the way, your t-shirt's in the mail, my brother. Well, anyway, I ordered a t-shirt from uh, my man Chase. So mail in my area has been get, getting mixed up for nine years. There's three addresses that are similar, and mine's is one. So I didn't get the t-shirt, and I told Chase, so he we, we both tracked and found out my neighbor had the t-shirt. So I went to her house. She gave me the t-shirt, but on the box, it had on there Ship to Raider Al. Now, the podcast know I'm Raider Al. You guys know I'm Raider Al. Chase know I'm Raider Al. But the U.S. Postal don't know I'm Raider Al. Raider Al, out. I like that story, man. Even your neighbors know that your name is Raider Al. That's all good. And, hey, look, you tweeted out a bunch of pictures of all your Raider memorabilia. I'm sure everyone on the block, I'm sure everyone knows who you are, Raider Al. Don't don't sell yourself short, my man. You've been in all these Raider games and taken all these pictures of all these players and got all this memorabilia in your rooms and stuff like that. Please believe the folks around you, please believe the neighbors around you know exactly who you are and what you are. You are Raider Al. So salute to you, Raider Al. And, hell, maybe your neighbors listen to the podcast. I don't know. I'd like to take that credit, but I'm not going to do that because I think it's all you, brother. But that's a great call. Absolute great call. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. And speaking of calls, more calls coming up in segment number three. Your call straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, just like Raider Al, 707-654-4693. This is the Lockdown Raiders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Raider Nation, here we are, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Thursday, August 29th, 2019, game night. It is absolutely game night. We're going to get some calls right now straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's get things kicked off. Most known, unknown. Calling in to talk about a couple guys that I could smoke based off what he saw in Hard Knocks Tuesday night. Here he is, most known, unknown. Yo, Q, most known, unknown. What's going on? What's going on, Raider Nation? Uh, A few quick things. Uh. Q, I got two candidates 
after watching uh, Hard Knocks, I got two candidates that you could smoke. One would be Marcel Aitman. Bro, you a second-year player, seventh-round draft pick. Your, your spot on the team is always going to be in jeopardy. Especially, I mean, you, you're not blind, you're not stupid. You could clearly see what Keelan Dawson is out there doing, which should motivate you to work even harder. And when you had a starting quarterback and the leader of our team trying to tell you in practice, bro, you need to make those plays. I don't know. It seemed like maybe there was a route that he didn't finish and he could have made a play on the ball, whatever the case may be. You got Derek Carr telling you what you should be doing in practice. And you brushing him off like, oh, it's cool because if it was a game, I would have made a play. Like, no. That's not how guys who want to make the team practice, number one. Number two, you have a veteran and a leader of our team talking to you. Just say yes, all right? Just say yes and 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 go out there and do what he's asking you to do. Because guess what, bro? You're not making plays in the game. You drop passes from Nathan Peterman and Mike Glennon, and I think one of them could have been a touchdown or at least set you up in a, in a red zone. So you're not out there making plays. So not only are you not practicing hard, you're not even – Doing what you say you're doing. So, yeah, smoke Marcel Aitman. Uh, if you don't want to smoke him, you can smoke this guy, this clown, Charles Robinson, a writer for Yahoo Sports. Because I saw on Bleacher Report where he tweeted about the exchange and said, hashtag, I'm going to read it to you verbatim. It says, hashtag Raiders. Derek Carr out here trying to negotiate effort from lesser players as a $25 million quarterback. Come on, man. Demand it. Don't negotiate it. Don't be air quotes, on their side. Dude, what are you talking about? See, that's people trying to conjure up stuff out of nothing. He was demanding it because Derek Carr was saying there's no excuses. Make the play, just like Charles Woodson would say to me. Now, because he didn't go on a profanity-laced tirade or berate the guy, you act like he wasn't demanding effort from him. And, of course, he's supposed to say I'm, I'm on your side. Yes, you, cur- you encourage him, but you also correct him. And at the end of the day, he is on his side. So you can smoke that clown, too, for trying to conjure up some more drama out of thin air. My last point is uh, Brenton Buckner. I said that on the Locked On Raiders group chat. Brenton Buckner is by far and away the hard knocks MVP. I love that dude, and I think he's going to have his defensive line playing really, really hard for them. Uh, so those are my things. You can smoke either Aitman or Charles Robinson, Brenton Buckner MVP, Knock on wood if you're with me. You sure right, man. I didn't smoke Aitman, but I could have. I did give him the business quite a bit, though, on Wednesday after seeing the same thing that you're talking about. I, I just couldn't believe he was talking to Derek Carr the way he was and just, again, oh, I'll make the play during the game. No, you won't. Again, if you don't practice a certain way, you ain't going to play a certain way. My old school programmer d- director that I had, not David Smoke, not the guy who's my boss right now, but I had an old program director that told me a long time ago, Q, if you're messing up, when I'm not around, guess what you're going to be doing when I am around? You're still going to be messing up because it's going to be a habit. You're going to form that habit, and you ain't going to know how to do it the right way. So if you ain't doing it the right way when I'm not around, you sure ain't going to do it the right way when I am around, and vice versa. It all goes the same thing. You got to practice the way you play, and you play the way you practice. It's a no-brainer. I didn't see what you're talking about from Charles Robinson. It's kind of surprising because I know he does a really good job for Yahoo, but uh, you're right. You're right about what you're saying. Derek Carr did everything he was supposed to do to try to help Aitman. Uh, He did it in his own way. I know some guys really want to see Derek Carr in in the player's face and cussing them out and grabbing their face mask. And look, I kind of am one of those guys that would love to see a little bit more aggressiveness, but I get it. That's not who Derek Carr is. So yeah, you're right. He did everything he's supposed to do. Uh, Breston Buckner, you're talking about the defensive line coach, Breston Buckner. He's definitely a crowd favorite. Raider Nation is fired up about him, and I think he's going to do a lot of good for that defensive line. So uh, thank you so much for that call. Most known, unknown, definitely on point as always. Next call, Joby Wan Kenobi out of Arlington, Texas, calling in to talk about the backup quarterback battle between Mike Glennon and Nate Peterman. Here he is, Joby Wan Kenobi from Arlington, Texas. Hey, Nation, AQ, Joby Wan Kenobi, Arlington, Texas. Hey, uh, calling about the backup quarterback situation, man, uh, I believe it's going to be Nate, Nathan Peterman's uh, spot. Uh, the last game against Green Bay when Jalen missed that touchdown pass in the corner and Nate Peterman got to take three quarters, that's uh, probably it. But also thinking about it, man, um, what I've been hearing is that the Raiders are going to have Carr try to uh, use his feet a little bit more this season. They're going to have him scramble around. Um, I'm sure that uh, uh, 
Tom Cable uh, has been teaching the offensive line a little bit more about that so they don't get any calls against them. Um, and I believe out of the two, Nate Peterman can run and keep some plays alive. Uh, I believe that uh, if anything happens to Carr, of course, I mean, our, our season's over. But uh, if any quarterback of the two can come in and pick up right where he left off out of the two, it would be Peterman. Um, Shannon's too much of a statue. Uh, the whole offensive line would have to change everything they did, you know, everything that they learned. Um, so I believe Peterman's going to get the nod uh, as our backup. Um, what do you guys think about it? Uh, great to hear back from you guys. It's funny, man. Everything you said is right, but it's so funny how nobody, including myself, was talking about Nate Peterman and actually was upset when he was signed. I wasn't upset like mad. I just was thinking, well, what's he going to do? He ain't going to do nothing on the roster. He ain't going to be a guy that's even going to sniff the roster. Now we're talking about him as possibly being the backup to Derek Carr. I'll tell you, and I got to give credit where credit is due, at CountOnMe209 on Twitter. He's the only cat I know. The only cat that hit me up and said Nate Peterman is going to be the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Now, again, he's not the starting quarterback, and I know at Count on Me 209 believes he will be at some point. He's not the starting quarterback, but he believes that he can be a quarterback for the Raiders. So I got to give him all the credit in the world because he definitely called that from the minute that the Raiders signed him. He said Peterman is going to be something for the Raiders. We'll see what happens. But right now he looks like he's in the driver's seat for the backup job, and that's, that's so funny how times have changed. I talked about it in pretty good length in segment number one, but, yeah, Absolutely crazy. Appreciate that call, Joby One Kenobi out of Arlington, Texas. Next call, T3 Raider Facts. He's up next with his five quick hits of the day, but he's doing it in a special order this time, in a little showing a little love to John Gruden and Hard Knocks. This is T3 Raider Facts with my five quick hits for the day, counting backwards by eight, starting with 61. Number 61 is Rodney Hudson. Now, there's not a lot I can say that I haven't said already. I've been saying it over and over since before the beginning of training camp. I know coaches and GMs like to go young and they like to go cheaper, but you have to pay the money to solidify the line. O-lines and D-lines matter in this league, and the Raiders have one of the best anchoring that O-line. Don't let him slip away. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. Counting down eight to number 53, Jason Cabenda. It was great to see him get a shining moment on hard knocks in a linebacker room that's not the strongest in the league by any stretch. I'm not sure I've seen enough of Mr. Cabenda to warrant a, a roster spot. However, I do wish him well because I really like him as a player. I really like him as a person, and I hope he lands with another team. I just do not see enough roster spots here on the Raiders for him to make the squad. Jason, no matter the outcome, I really like you, and I love you, Mama. Number three is we count on down to eight to 45, Alec Engel. Congratulations, man. I think you have, have had a good camp. Now let's just keep looking over that playbook because I believe you're going to get it to hang on to yours while some of your teammates are having to turn theirs in. Now, I don't want to make any early comparisons, but your play reminds me a little of another number 45. is one of my favorites, and that would be none other than Mr. Marcel Reese. All right, counting down to eight to number 37, Dylan Maven. Haven't talked about him at all during training camp, and I think tonight is dust off the resume time. Let's see if number 37 can make a name for himself and have it translate to a potential roster spot on another team. I don't mean to throw shade on anybody, but, hey, 37 just came up. These are the tough conversations we have to have. Just ask Brinson Buckner. And then the last one, counting down eight more to number 29, LaMarcus Joyner. Dude, what can I say? I loved your play when you were with the Rams, and you've been lighting it up in training camp. And you even baptized young Kyler Murray in his own end zone. What's next? I think the sky's the limit. Good on you, man. So there you have it, counting backwards, 61, 53, 45, 37, 29, Oh, and Spider 2Y Banana. Remember two things, Raider Nation. One, don't be that one guy caught on hidden camera stuffing his face at the snack table. And two, remember the passion always outlives fashion. I like that. 61, hashtag pay Rodney Hudson for every reason that we already know. 53, Jason Cabinda getting a little shine. He does need a big game tonight, but ultimately probably will not matter. 45, Alec Ingold. He does have a roster spot, no doubt about that. I don't know about the Marcel Reese comparison, but I do see the, the ability. I see where you're coming from, but Marcel Reese was such a dynamic player, but totally understand where you're coming from. 37, Dylan Mabin. Yeah, he needs to shine up that resume. Tonight will be a big night for him. And 29, LaMarcus Joyner. Been a stud so far with the Raiders. Looks like he's really been a steal of free agency. He's going to play some big dividends. He's a guy that I said 
said I'd put out there as one of those training camp MVPs. Thank you very much for that. Getting very creative, I see, T3. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. Next call comes from Big Stone in the 925. I used to live in the 925. Shout out to Big Stone. He's calling in as a brand new caller. That makes him a new booty. Calling to talk about a couple coaches, Brenston Buckner, head coach John Gruden, and then speaks on a couple players he really wants to see make the 53-man roster come Saturday. Here he is, Big Stone in the 925. What's good, Q? This Big Stone from the P-World 925. I'm a new booty. I wanted to call in after watching Hard Knocks. Coach Buckner, that guy has me fired up. If he doesn't get them defensive linemen playing this year, we need to make a change. Because that guy gets me fired up. I believe there's something special brewing in Oakland. This team is playing way better than I've seen the last few years. Even the year we went... 12-4, and this team is just something special going on. You know, and I'll be pissed if Doc doesn't make the team. I also want to see more of that kid Westbrooks. Westbrooks was tearing it up this preseason. I sure hope Gruden keeps both of those guys. And one last thing, watching John Gruden, the passion that man has, if our team matched his passion and enthusiasm, if the rest of the team played with his energy, we would go undefeated. I just love watching that guy coach on the sidelines. This is Pick Stone. I'm out. Yeah, man, Gruden is definitely fired up all the time. That's why I like him. And that's why I was disappointed in 2018 when we didn't see enough Chucky. We just saw a guy that was standing on the sideline taking notes. And I get it. He had to analyze what the team was and who he had, who was a real deal player and who wasn't. But that was painful to watch because I didn't see that energy and that enthusiasm out of John Gruden. I am a John Gruden guy. I've been a John Gruden guy since he was a, a coach of the Raiders before. Really fired up by the way he talks to these guys, the way he interacts with these guys, the guy, way he's chasing after players. I mean, He's getting out there. He's getting after it, man. He's got his own style, got his own swagger, and I, I really, really like that about him. Uh, and, again, like I said about Brenston Buckner when uh, I was talking to Most Known Unknown, uh, he, he's he's a dude, man. He's a hell of a dude. Uh, he's going to be a guy. It's funny we're talking about the defensive line coach, but I do think he's going to be a difference maker. I think he's going to get these guys motivated, fired up, and get them to go. And I love the way that the coaches – are for the Raiders, and I love the way that the the GM, Mike Mayock, is they all kind of have that same shared enthusiasm. You know what I mean? It's one thing if you're a super enthusiastic guy like me. I'm always fired up. But then it's hard to work with a guy who's not fired up, a guy who's just, like, super chill and do-do-do-do. You know what I mean? Just – it's similar to what John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie did in 2018. Reggie McKenzie was a slow, methodical, just kind of chill. I get out of bed at 10 and, and whatever, get to office. You know, just kind of – slow and slow and John Gruden's like go 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 it's hard to make that work that relationship is tough to work you can do it but it's tough and so I love how the the staff it looks like they're all fired up all ready to go just clicking on all cylinders they're all on the same page I definitely like that Doss he's definitely making the 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 roster and I think Westbrook has an opportunity to make the roster as well thank you for that call my man next up Shaw man from the quad cities calling in for a few reasons (laughs) he had to clear up a couple things including his dog's names not his daughter's names. <laughs> anyway, he's talking hard knocks and has feelings on what he saw Tuesday night. Here he is, Shaw Man from Quad Cities. Hey, Q, it's the Shaw Man from the Quad Cities again. Appreciate you putting me on your show, man. A couple things I want to clear up. I named my dogs um, Oakland and Raider, not my daughter. <laughs> but I do have a kid on the way, though. I, but um, And another thing is uh, I want to talk about um, the hard knocks show last night. It was um, pretty good. I wasn't actually very excited after watching it i was actually felt like it was the worst episode of it all so far um felt like there was a lot of things in there that maybe didn't need to be in there just kind of like the antonio brown opening the fan mail and a few things just um you know it's just a couple of things i feel like maybe should have been left out um but you know it is what it is it is supposed to be a reality i guess kind of tv show and it is cool to watch it is very nice to get an insight of what's going on but um, Keelan Dawes, he's, he's definitely made the 53 man roster. I don't, I would be highly surprised to see him play, like you said. Aikman's out. The way he, I felt almost disrespected the way he talked to Derek Carr. Like, I was literally sitting in my seat mad when he, uh, was trying to argue with Derek Carr. That is your leader. That is, that, that is the man that puts the show together. Without him, you know, I just did not agree with that. That really, that takes my bones, man. That pissed me off, to be honest with you. And, um, but I think honestly, we should, we should have cut him now. I don't even, don't even want him to be on our squad when you talk back to our leader like that. That's not cool, man. But that's all I got to say for the day. Um, hopefully we go 
Seattle or Seattle comes to us. I forgot where we're playing at, but um, definitely, you know, we're going to probably finish out 4-0, even though preseason doesn't mean anything. But let's hopefully take this momentum to the regular season and let's have a great season. Raider, uh, Raiders Nation, man. Strong man. Hey, man, that's my bad on the names. I swore you said daughters, but you said dogs. That's my bad, dog. Literally. <laughs> I I enjoyed Hard Knocks, but you're right, man. A B and that that fan mail, something I talked about earlier, is not that serious. I didn't need to see that in the show. It is a reality show, so I get it. But I'm not a fan of that. Uh, and I'm with you on Aitman. He needs to be cut, and I'm sure he will. He uh, he's not going to have a a locker at all in Alameda because he just doesn't deserve one, especially after the way he was talking. Derek Carr, just yeah, go on and see your, see yourself out the door, Marcel. Uh, appreciate you. Next call, Bo. No, Shawman from Quad Cities. He had to call back one more time. Uh, he's talking training camp MVPs. Here he is. The second time, Shaw Man from Quad Cities. Shaw Man from the Quad Cities, last call of the day for me to call you. Last call for me calling you today, and um, I just wanted to give an on uh, my training camp MVP is Derek Carr. I think if you guys watch closely the way he's been talking about, he's saying he's starting to understand group system. He's starting to read the defenses just by looking at them. And he, I don't know about you guys, he looks more comfortable. He looks like actually him and Gruden are actually really friends just by their dog. Um, just by what everybody's saying on the outside, saying that Derek Carr and Gruden, you know, aren't friends and they're at each other's throats all the time. Um, I don't know, I read an article recently saying that Derek Carr and Gruden purchased a house in Las Vegas right next to each other. I don't know how true that actually is, but, um, Derek Carr is definitely MVP. He's going to hold this team together throughout the season. I think he's going to be the backbone. And uh, we're going to see a side of Derek Carr we've never seen this year. Brought up Derek Carr, not based off performance, because he really hasn't done a whole lot in training camp preseason. But Well, in preseason he hasn't done a whole lot. But it's based off understanding what he's doing, being able to see the things before they happen. Having that conversation with John Gruden on the sidelines, like, I can see things. you know. And, and yeah, he's showing a lot of quality of, of leadership skills as well. Uh, and I can verify that Carr definitely bought a house next door to Gruden in Vegas. They are on the same page. They're definitely friends. Don't worry about what you're hearing from the outside media cast, the national media cast. They're all good. They're absolutely good. It's up to Derek Carr to go out there now and execute on the field. But, yeah, there's no rift between John Gruden and Derek Carr. That's just one of them ugly, like, rumors that for some reason just won't go away. But, yeah, they are all good. Next call, Raider Mike. He's calling in to talk about hard knocks, his takeaways, and a couple guys that need to go. Here he is, Raider Mike. Raider Nation, what's up? It's Raider Mike. Uh, I'm going to get right to the point. Uh, after watching Hard Knocks, one thing I'm going to say is uh, Eddie V got to go. Um, and so does Aitman. First off, Vanderdose is his body language. I, I just I, I just wasn't feeling that. You know, Coach Buck is sitting there, you know, giving these guys some game and telling them the truth. And, you know, he's sitting there rolling his eyes and it seemed like he, he was hearing what he was saying, but he wasn't listening. Um, so, you know, that kind of, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, he's never available. I keep, we can count on one hand how many times we've seen the dude play. You know, um, I remember when he, we drafted him, man, he was all hype. You know, it was hype to be a Raider. And to be honest, he hasn't pro- proven anything. He's never available. We don't know anything about the guy, you know, so. He's cut. Uh, Aitman, he's cut. Um, you know, you got your, your quarterback trying to give you advice. And I get it. You have, if you have, if you have pointers of your own, then that's fine. But if he's sitting there trying to, you know, tell you about the effort, then there should be, there, you, he shouldn't have to tell you about the effort. He shouldn't have to. So he's cut. Um, and I was reading something on Twitter by a guy named Asher Matthews. Uh, he was talking about how he feels like uh, Coach Buck is more of an asshole and from the speech that he was talking about um, on Hard Knocks, he just feels like he's an asshole. Man, I will take that any day for our D-line. Did they not see how bad our D-line has been lately, last couple seasons? I'll take that any day. And the speech was honest. He's being honest about it. Some of their football probably sucks. He's probably tired of, of having, to, having to keep talking to him. You know, it's just like, and, I, and I, I, I said something, I'm like, well, you know, did you ever play football before? I've heard worse messages than that. 
But that's a message that they needed to hear. He said it before. If, if he has a, a player that he wants to coach, then it's all good. But if he has a player that he has to coach, then it never works out. Like I said, man, I'll take that message from him that I heard on Hard Knocks any day. So some of these people, man, they need to get it together. You know, but that's all I got to say, man. Raider Mike, out. Yeah, man, Vanderdose, he really rubbed me the wrong way with that body language, rolling his eyes when Coach Buckner was talking. Uh, I think he's going to be cut anyway. He's never available, like you mentioned. I mean, the guy's always banged up. John Gruden mentioned the other day, ever since he's been coaching the Raiders, he ain't seen Vanderdose in a padded practice. Uh, he's definitely going to get cut. And then, on top of that, as mad as Vanderdose made me, Aitman was even worse. He was completely disrespectful. He needs to be shown the door. We talked about it a few times today. Uh, he's going to be shown the door, in, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, as far as what Brentson Buckner was saying – I don't understand how that rubbed anyone the wrong way because what he was saying was great. I mean, I only played a small piece on Wednesday's show, but, man, it was spot on. And anyone who thought he was mean or an a-hole and couldn't appreciate what he had to say, that's one of those folks that just can't take criticism. And I'm not trying to call anyone out and say you're soft or anything, but I'll tell you, man, the things that people are find so offensive these days just drives me crazy. Look, I'll tell you right now, I'm a guy who appreciates constructive criticism. Get on me tough. If you don't like what I said, if you have a problem with what I said or the way I said it or how I – come at me and say something, and I'll say, hey, that's cool. I've had people, plenty of people hit me up and be like, hey, Q, you know you said this the other day. You probably shouldn't have said it this way because that's not really that cool. Okay, cool. I get it. That makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and cry and, 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 you know, oh, my God, this is being so – I can't believe people are being mean to me. They don't like everything I say. No, it's cool. I can take constructive criticism. It's all good. People that got upset and offended by what Brenston Buckner told the defensive line – they need, to, they need to toughen up a little bit. I'm sorry. They need to toughen up a little bit. I, I don't understand why every single thing you say to someone, you have to say it three times in your own head before you even say it out loud or else it's going to be offensive. Brenston Buckner said nothing wrong. Brenston Buckner is talking to football players, defensive line guys, that you want to be nasty, you want to be angry, you want them to get after it. They're not pillow pets, man. They're not pillow pets. This is not a soft job. This is football. Give me a break, man. I have never been around a bunch of coaches that babied their players. And I don't care what sport it was. Football, basketball, baseball. These coaches get after it. And these players respond to that. 99.9% of them do. And the 1% that don't usually don't make it. Now, I know you can't talk to everybody the same way. I get that. It's not like it used to be back in the day. But, geez, man, give me a break. Brenton Buckner was cool. I don't even think he cursed at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think he – I don't know. I, I just – I didn't find anything wrong with it. I actually found it inspiring. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. But, again, that's just me. Uh, you know, I, was, I always want someone to keep it real with me. So, Raider Mike, great call, great points. Definitely appreciate that. Shaw Man from the Quad Cities, appreciate you. Big Stone in the 925, appreciate you. Joby One Kenobi, most known, unknown. And, of course, Raider Al in Georgia, appreciate all you guys. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be a, a, a lot of fun, especially if you go and look for the the things that I talked about in segment number one, the, the guys that can find jobs, maybe solidify jobs, hold on to their jobs, whatever, maybe steal a couple jobs, that should be fun. But then when the game is over, it's even more fun because it's done. It's done so The preseason's a wrap, and it's on to the regular season. It's on to the 53-man roster, obviously, on Saturday. But then you're staring the regular season right in the face, and that is something to get super excited about. So Raider Nation, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk again on Friday. And as always, just win, baby. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.